Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Hello, sisters, brothers, and non-binary listeners. Welcome to episode seven of the Sisterhood of Healing podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing mental wellness And we have a very special guest on today. He's our good friend, and his name is Justin Urcioli. Thank you so much, Justin, for coming on to the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're happy that you're here with us. Um, So our podcast this week is going to air on Wednesday, and we've decided to air it on Wednesday. Uh, So if you're listening to it, today's Wednesday, um, January 26th, as opposed to our normal Thursday, because Wednesday, January 26th is actually Bell Let's Talk Day in Canada. If you are a listener listening from outside of Canada, um, Bell Let's Talk Day is a day where we... So Bell is our major phone company in Canada. Um, tele- telecom company and um, Bell is uh, their Bell at Talk Day promotes mental wellness um, and mental health across all of Canada. It's a day to bring awareness and to break the stigmas that are associated with mental health, mental wellness, and mental illness. So we thought it would be really important considering last Monday was actually Blue Monday, like the the day where. The most depressing day of the year. Yep. Um, (laughs) And January gets kind of gloomy sometimes, so it's perfect. Um, We thought it would be a perfect uh, discussion to kind of have at this time of year. And also, too, I mean, our podcast is about wellness, spirituality, healing. Like, it's kind of the perfect topic um, or perfect platform to discuss the topic. So um, we wanted to bring that to you and invite um, our friend Justin on, who is very happy to um kind of I guess volunteer your story um kind of hope that it would it would um reach other people and and uh, who are maybe experiencing the same thing and uh help us break the stigma so thanks Justin you're welcome thank you (laughs) so first off um you can introduce yourself maybe tell us about what you do um and just let us know what your experience with mental wellness has been like uh, well, my name is Justin, and uh, I'm, uh, I currently work for uh, I currently work in television for a company called Yes TV, which is a very positive environment, uh, which is actually very important for mental wellness. Um, is surrounding yourself in in, in a very positive environment. Um, yes TV is a, a TV station in Burlington. Uh, I, I uh, my position is media services coordinator, so. 
I basically do all the ingest and and uh, in my position of the shows uh, that go to air. Uh, I would say my mental wellness journey started in 2009 uh, when I I uh, I kind of learned, you know, I was always anxious and uh, suffering from depression. I started seeing a, a psychologist uh, about anxiety, and my anxieties were around uh, social relationships, like friendships, and all that. That really started in in elementary school. Um, uh, early on in elementary school. Uh, you know, I was bullied as a as a kid, and and you know, so a lot of my anxieties came from that. Uh, and uh, you know, I didn't I didn't know what anxiety was until until um, you know my parents talked to me about it, uh, and you know that's how I, I kind of uh, that's how my mental wellness journey started is in. 2009 when I saw my psychologist I've had her for 12 years and she's really helped me over the last decade or so uh, dealing with different anxiety triggers and you know around different you know with family uh, anxiety and and relationship anxiety sexuality anxiety and friendship exact anxiety so uh, social anxiety and uh, I was diagnosed with GAD, which is generalized anxiety disorder, which is you kind of have you're anxious about everything <laughs> in the world, basically. Relate to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could be anxious about your health, or you know, anxious about like you know what people say, or you. And it, sometimes, you know, uh, with anxiety, it could be very. Some sometimes the thoughts could be catastrophic, catastrophic, and and intrusive, and it could be very it could turn into like obsessive thinking. And, and that's why, uh, like I, when I started with my therapist, it's been, uh, it started off like as every two weeks. And then she gave me different, uh, um, different practices to do with uh, in, in my sessions, which are like one hour sessions. Uh, and, and, yeah, I would say over the last decade, I you know from where I was, like I'd say my lowest part in my journey was college. Um, you know, I I lost my uncle, my nana, my parents had separated, so that was my most. That was when I was at my lowest point in my mental mm -hmm. wellness journey. Um, but you know, I've overcome a lot uh, with my mental health and uh, to where I am now, to when I first started and. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think, I think it, my, my, I'm thankful my therapist has been there for me, my family, my friends, and coworkers, and and uh, yeah, it really started because uh, I, I noticed my anxiety was where you know because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, I was I always had the need to belong to want to feel loved and mm -hmm. and all that. Um, that's a lot of where my anxieties came from. Um, but no, it's been, it's been, a, it's been, uh, I've learned a lot, uh, with my therapist and, uh, uh, and, uh, as, you know, as I got older, I think stuff like exercise, uh, meditation, uh, self-talk, uh, journaling, uh, yoga, eating healthy and, uh, having a good support system has all really helped, uh, 
uh, or, or a lot of the practices that my therapist has really, uh, really helped guide and suggested in overcoming anxiety. It doesn't, anxiety doesn't go away completely, but mm -hmm. yeah. uh, those mm -hmm. are ways you can kind of help lessen it sort of thing. Um, yeah, and I, I would say that's how, that's my, been my mental wellness journey. Okay, so thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Um, there's, I have a lot of questions, so like maybe unpack that a little bit. Um, but I wanted to say, um, first and foremost, I I think it's really important that you had um, your parents as your support system mm -hmm. and like your parents recognize that perhaps you're struggling with anxiety yeah. and talking to you about what that is. I think that's really important too. And Nicole, I've mentioned, Nicole and I have mentioned how, you know, our anxiety is caused by growing up in, in um, an environment where we were loved, but uh taught to like fear everything right which just enhanced our anxiety yeah. like uh perpetuated that anxiety and i think i mean even now we've had conversations with our parents and said like oh, i've got anxiety and they're like why what do you have to be anxious about what do you well, have to be upset about and i think that's like a generational issue <laughs> exactly our parents say, yeah. are baby boomers yep and like mental illness mental health wellness wasn't a thing and like depression wasn't something that you spoke openly about. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and like, I feel like at least like our dad's perspective is like, you shouldn't be depressed. You have a job, you have a roof over your head. Yeah. Like, you have food in your stomach. So I think there's a big misunderstanding about what exactly causes de depression and anxiety. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. I feel like if, our parents were able to, I'm not going to like put this all on my parents, but if our parents were able to like identify what we were experiencing as children, we would have had an easier time navigating our emotions and identifying them mm -hmm. and maybe not waiting until we were adults to be like, oh, okay, I can put my finger on it. I have anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing within the last couple of years that, oh, this like, hyper whatever it is that I'm feeling and how I'm functioning all the time and like I function in like chaos like that's yeah. where I function best oh that's like not healthy yeah. well <laughs> and, the, and the truth is everyone you know everyone has anxiety in, in life mm -hmm. it, it's normal everyone experiences anxiety whether it's uh, you know starting a new job you, you get anxious first day of yeah. school you get anxious but um I, I would say people have it uh to different degrees and different mildnesses of anxiety so yeah, and different triggers and different triggers yeah. so uh and i think that's why it's important to talk about mental health especially in winter uh i think what uh, one downside it, uh, why people suffer depression especially in the winter is uh is uh number one is because in the winter you're always inside it's dark and cold yeah. mm -hmm. lack of vitamin d lack of mm -hmm. vitamin d that's a big one and i've learned that from my naturopath that with lack of vitamin d that's can also be uh can cause depression and uh and uh actually if you have access to getting a naturopath that's a that's a, a good uh tool is uh mm. getting vitamin d shots because uh or, or vitamin D supplements because that that helps as well. Um, and uh, and um, yeah, so that, that's another thing that uh, could be uh, 
consider the barrier is is that. And what is, just in case our listeners don't know, what is a naturopath? Uh, a naturopath uh, helps you uh, just uh, figure, uh, they, they work with you in, 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 in figuring out how to help your body in a natural, healthy way with natural supplements or, or, or natural shots like vitamin D shots, vitamin B12 mm-hmm. shots. And they figure out, uh, unlike, you know, doctors, they, they, uh, figure out how to help your body naturally and uh, with diet and, and, and your mental health and, uh, rather than going, always going towards the route of pills and medication, they figure out how to help you in a natural way, uh, for your body. Yeah. More so getting to the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, opposed to like just Wait, slapping yeah. on like a prescription medication. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And they help, up. they give you tools to like, for, for me, uh, I have a naturopath as well and they help you figure. So you, you tell them what you want your, you tell them what you want to work on. And for me, it's been uh, weight loss. Uh, so they, they, they give you a plan on how to, you know, lose weight and it's through diet and, and, certain foods to eat, certain foods to avoid, portions, all that. Um, and exercise. Uh, so, it, it, uh, or, and, you know, getting the right vitamins that you need for the body to, to help with all that like metabolism. And, and, uh, and they also check, like, they do a lot of blood work. So they check your thyroid levels. And um, so if uh, naturopaths are really great, uh, and especially they when they do blood work they test they they do more in-depth testing than what doctors do for blood work for example yeah so um i would say having a naturopath could be good for your mental health as well yeah or and if you're struggling too uh with mental health having a therapist a psychologist psychiatrist uh i know it could be expensive but uh your health is uh i, I think uh and you don't want to take your health for granted. So Mm -hmm. um, it's, and I think um, the nice thing about a naturopath is it's a holistic approach, right? Like what you're saying, like it gets to the root of it and that's not to obviously discredit um, medication. I mean, medication is obviously important in, in like regulating um, like chemical imbalances and whatnot, but it Mm -hmm. really is so important to get to the root cause of it. Whether, like you said, it's, it's uh, nutrition or trauma, like whatever it is, it's it's important to have that whole person, holistic, like yep. grounded approach, like in in unison with medical professionals. And well, and, and anxiety can be a and it can be a, a due to a chemical imbalance too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a, mm-hmm. I'm on medication as well for anxiety. It's called Ciprolex, and I take like 20 milligrams, so one one pill a day, and I, I'd say that helps as well. Uh, medication. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that's the chemical imbalances, I guess, what causes anxiety, but, uh, from a, I guess, scientific mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. You brought up, um, uh, diet yes. and that being addressed when you saw your naturopath. And I think it's so important to note that your emotions are held in your gut Yes. And when your gut isn't healthy, your head isn't healthy. Like That's you, correct. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't have that mental clarity. And like I notice personally when I'm not eating well 
and like I can tell my gut is off and I feel more anxious and like depressed and stressed yeah, yeah. over things mm-hmm. and like that's how I know like okay I need to like shape up and like get back to eating more healthy mm-hmm. and uh, in the same way that, that's uh some of my anxiety when i'm uh, when i'm anxious uh, i eat more like i'm an emotional eater or or I eat out of boredom so uh, you know i always need to stay busy whether it's you know just my it, when i'm busy i don't think of food and and it's uh when i do eat out of emotion that's i do get more anxious so it's like a vicious circle mm, yeah and you're not like wanting to eat the most healthy yes, things right correct. yeah 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 you just want something that's gonna like satisfy you yeah right there satisfy yeah. those cravings yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that all too well yes <laughs> i feel like a lot of people can relate to that <laughs> mm-hmm. um one of the things you mentioned too and um i've had experience with this personally or had experience um like talk to other friends and whatnot is like accessing you talked about psychologists psychiatrists support workers like access those i feel like you know in like the city we work in mental wellness mental health is a problem um in the sense that there aren't enough supports Mm -hmm. for it like it's, it's underfunded or perhaps it's not supported enough like mm-hmm. we like in hamilton we are a big city for like we're hot it's, it's all about the medical field like hospitals and whatnot um there's a, a cancer research hospital like there's a lot of stuff but i feel like mental wellness is not something that's given as much attention as perhaps like the the hospitals like in and like yeah. the physical no i agree ailments. yeah like yeah. It, it's it, like uh like having a psychologist could be expensive like i'm lucky mm-hmm. and fortunate that I had benefits for it, but if you don't have benefits, it can be very, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I see, uh, I see my therapist uh, every two or three months, but the one hour sessions are so expensive. They're like 180, $200 a yeah. session. Yeah, that's expensive. And when I first started, when I was in, seeing my therapist, when I was in grade 11, grade 10 or 11, I was lucky enough that my dad was working at Defasco. So it went through his uh, benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it could be expensive, and it's it's sad that it's 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 not as covered uh, as as other as other as our as the rest of our healthcare mm-hmm. system. I think it should be uh, uh, covered by the government, so people have more yeah. access to seeing a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist uh, or a social worker or self love coach or whatever. Yeah, I think it should be uh, more there should be more tools and uh, the government should be helping people out, you know, with uh, who can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I I think so. I think it would make such a a difference in within the, all of our communities, like our our local community, our global community. If we uh, one understood the importance of supporting mental health and then had, had systems in place that were more, I think more accessible because I mean, affordability um, is difficult for people. Like you said, if you don't have those benefits or um, if you're in the States, if you don't have the health insurance mm-hmm. that's, that's going to support it, um, it makes it really difficult. And then people just keep pushing it aside, pushing it aside because it, it, it's not a priority. I mean, you got to pay your bills. You got to. Yeah. And I, and I think it's barriers like that uh, and barriers like affordability and, and, and the stigma of people being scared to admit they have, they mm-hmm. struggle with mental health mm-hmm. that causes you know unfortunately and sadly that when people 
who are suicidal and take their own mm -hmm. life, it's because of they're struggling with mental health and mm -hmm. mental wellness and they don't have access to the right support or um, or have that support system or, or the, the support system mm -hmm. or, or they're scared that. to admit, you know, I'm struggling because of generational, mm -hmm. you know, growing up and, you know, they were always, you know, they fear that if they admit they have a problem that they'd be judged, which is, I think people need to change that way of thinking. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes having one person you can talk to. Yes. Yeah. As a, that outlet or as that support or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like I know like Nicole and I, I don't even remember how we started talking about our anxiety, about mental wellness. Like I, I don't even remember where it started, but I remember like at one point we started talking about it in front of our parents, like just having really open conversations with each other in front of our parents. And that kind of, um, kind of like bridged that gap from like us supporting each other to like, you know, trying to welcome mm -hmm. our other support systems into that as well. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think being open about it uh, is being open and honest about things is very important and, mm -hmm. uh, can help you in, 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 in the long term And, and, uh, and, uh, I think, yeah, that's important. And I would say if you're struggling with mental illness, you know, you should seek uh, seek professional help. Mm -hmm. It really does help. And uh, it's nothing to be ashamed or scared of. And it's something uh, that it uh, it takes a lot of maturity and, and, and to, to mm -hmm. ask for the right to help, for the help. So I think it's important that if you're struggling to, to get uh, – to talk to someone because it, it, it could be really a, a really helpful tool. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like taking that first step is, is scary, right? Like you're, mm -hmm. you're venturing into unknown territory. You're like admitting that you need help. And so many of us have <laughs> such a hard time admitting that we need help. Yeah. Um, and like just, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll do it on my own. Like, it's fine. I'll just get through this. I'll just get through this, but you shouldn't have to just get through things. Like, I right, know it's, it's better Instead of, uh, you know, when people, some people rely on, like, if they're struggling with depression, people will, you know, drink their problems away or self-medicate mm -hmm. or, or self-medicate yeah, self mm -hmm. with alcohol or, or, or drugs or, or food or food. Or food. Uh, I guess some, <laughs> some stuff is a little bit healthier <laughs> self-medicating uh, than alcohol and drugs, but yeah, it's, you know, self-medicating only fixes the problem in the short term. It doesn't mm -hmm. fix it in the long run. You're just kind of, um, you're just, you're, yeah, you're not fixing. Suppressing. You're yeah, suppressing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's better to get healthy ways of, of dealing with your mental health and wellness rather than just the short-term fixes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned that when you went to see your therapist, they gave you some suggestions of like ways you can um, help your mental wellness, like things you can do for yourself. Yeah. So what kinds of suggestions did they give you? Um, I would say self-talk is, is a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, learning how to talk to your, your thoughts and emotions. Um, journaling is a big one, uh, like journaling your thoughts. Um, uh, meditation is a big one. Meditation just helps calm your thoughts and gets you in a, in a place where you're not fearing like the future or thinking about the past. You're focused on the present. Uh, uh, other tools like 
exercise, healthy eating, having good support system with family and friends and having the right job. If you're older, uh, being in the right environment, uh, yoga is a big one too. And, and I, I would say those are the big, biggest tools on how you can help your anxiety naturally and you know, medication as well. Um, naturopath, those are different suggestions I've always been taught, uh, especially the biggest self-talk and, and journaling uh, is uh, where the biggest two um, like suggestions and um, for, for helping anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I would have to agree with and, you. And, and also, you know, getting, having, a good routine every day, like make sure you get the right sleep, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, that's important. Sleep is a big important thing with mental health. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, uh, I would say those are. Yeah. I find that like when I'm journaling, it helps me clear my mind and like yes. actually like mm -hmm. get my thoughts out. And I feel like it's a way of like communicating yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It mm -hmm. helps me um, like unscramble what's going on in my head. Yeah. I'm such, such a big advocate for journaling. And I never did growing up. Like when I was like eight, I had like, like little journals and you like, like today I played at recess, whatever. I remember finding one of those, but I never, I never had a real journal until the last couple years and it's that's the one thing I say to people I'm like do you journal like you should journal and the response is usually like oh I don't write or oh I don't have time for that so like what do you well and a journal doesn't a journal doesn't have to be you have have a book you can just journal you can journal on your notes and yeah. on your phone it could be yeah it could be as simple as that so I mean journaling doesn't mean you need you need to have a pen and paper so yeah mm -hmm. I mean, technology makes journaling a lot easier these days. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And like that unscrambling part is big. Otherwise, I find, and I didn't realize this until I started journaling, but you find that when people are like, oh, you know, I go for a walk and I, I think about things. I think about what upsets me or like I'm whatever activity you participate in that is your coping mechanism mm -hmm. kind of thing. It's your outlet. Your outlet. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. And, you know, and talking to like, my therapist about this and other people, um, you know, like Nicole and other people who, who practice these things, they said, no, um, journaling is actually different because like Nicole said, you're unscrambling your thoughts. Like you're taking the time to take your thoughts out of your head mm -hmm. and put them down on paper and like having that conversation with yourself Yes. instead of constantly just like ruminating on your thoughts. Well, and, and, and actually that's a, that's another big uh, tool, helpful tool is, being out in nature, going for walks on a hike and, and all that, you know, just being in nature can help you be in a calm, can help your mind be calm. Um, and just help you reflect on stuff, uh, you know, going for a walk and listening to music at the same time, it can help that that can be another helpful tool. Uh, if you're anxious, um, um, or struggling with, um, depression is being out in nature that that, that could be very helpful. Mm -hmm. I find that very helpful for me, especially because like we're such a 
we're a society that spends so much time on our devices mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that makes you feel more anxious yeah and depressed because you're constantly comparing yourself yes. to other people's yeah. lives and like when you get outside and you put your phone down and like you leave it at home mm -hmm. it's just you and you're able just to connect back to where you came from right i think that's why mental uh health it got worse over the years mm -hmm. from when you know it's because of technology like you know mm -hmm. facebook twitter instagram and you know all that because people are comparing and competing which which people shouldn't and people should just yeah. be themselves and people should just be who they are and not fear being judged or or, or uh being left out or or not being included and i think that's I think that that's what contributed to mental health getting worse in, in our generation. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually had conversations like in like in my profession um, as like a high school teacher. I've had conversations with um, peers and, and other professionals that I work with. Um, and there's not data that supports this, just experience, but talking about why our students mental health. Um, is becoming a greater concern and why we're seeing uh, more struggles with it. And a lot of uh, teachers who, who have been in the game longer um, than me have, have said like, yeah, it's, it's the connection to social media, the devices, mm -hmm. um, you know, like the pressures that come along with that. And so I've, I've seen that. And also, yeah, needing to disconnect myself, like just constantly being connected to that. It's, even if you don't realize it consciously, subconsciously, it's it. Yes, yeah. It affects you, yeah. yeah. Okay, so disconnecting is really um, important, and you've mentioned a lot of other. You mentioned a lot of things that you do to um, decompress, mm -hmm. disconnect, support your own mental wellness. What would you say to people, because I do hear this a lot, what would you say to people who say, oh, you know, I don't have time for that, or I can't do that, um, or, you know, I need to always be, I need to have my phone here for my job, or whatever it is. Like, what, what do you say to people who say they, they are unable to do some of these things for themselves in order to support their own mental wellness? Um, well, I'd say, you know, I'd say focusing on your mental health should be like getting up, brushing your teeth, showering, and... Mm -hmm. and mental hygiene mental yes. health mental hygiene uh, mental hygiene because hygiene you know is reflective on how you're feeling so if if your hygiene isn't healthy then your mental health you know well isn't healthy so I, I would say you know if you have time to you know get up in the morning and and you know shower and, and brush your teeth or you have time to go on your phone or you have time to uh, you, you have time to text or time to play video games or go on social media or you should make time for your for your mental health and mental well-being as well yeah and I think one of the things you can do is like first thing in the morning um, I think a lot of us are um, we have the habit of like checking your phone checking yep. your messages checking social media oh correct like, yeah. that's one thing I've tried not to do is I get up in the morning and I'll either, depending on how I'm feeling, either put on um, music mm -hmm. or, and I've always, always done this, even as a young kid, put on music in the morning or I'll put on a podcast. Like I have a couple well, of podcasts and I no, listen to in the morning. And those are good other tools, either <clears throat> for mental health is listening to music, reading a mm -hmm. book, uh, 
you know, um, watching a positive show or movie or um, uh, putting a podcast on, those are also other good um, positive tools to help with mental health and mental well-being and give more clarity uh, on how to help yourself uh, in a healthy way. Um, also, uh, uh, also people with pets, dogs and cats, those mm, are, uh, yeah. pets could be very good for your mental health and mental well-being. Uh, dogs too, they can be a good emotional support system. <laughs> So animals are definitely a really good support system. They are, yes. Um, my cat will come wake me up every morning. So she's <laughs> the first thing I see. As soon as I start stirring, she just like moseys her way on up to my shoulder and stares at me and wants pets. But um, just that connection. I don't know. It's just such a nice thing to have in the morning to, to connect with your animal like first thing. And animals really are therapeutic. <laughs> they really are. So you had mentioned um, – like watching shows that are like happy or mm -hmm. like listening to music. I think it's so important to note that what you're consuming makes such a difference with your mental health too. Like yes. the yeah. kind of music yeah. you're listening to or like the movies you're watching is your violence. Like, mm -hmm. like what kinds of like themes are you constantly being exposed to? Mm -hmm. And like how, how is that like being ingrained Mm -hmm. in you right like yeah. how are you learning to speak you know that's act? important too mm -hmm. and also uh it's uh, also you know the environment you uh you know for, for people who work the environment you work in could be mm -hmm. uh, important for your mental health you know uh people always think that money is makes you happy but i know people who make a lot of money and are they hate their jobs even mm -hmm. though they, you know yeah. But then there's people who who don't make as much money, but they love their jobs because the coworkers are positive, their manager or bosses mm -hmm. are positive, and it just the environment with up, all the way up to upper management is just is a positive environment. So I think that's important too: is surrounding yourself in a very positive environment, surrounding yourself with positive people. Um, I mean. It, people are always going to have their negative days, which is life. Mm -hmm. That's life and that's normal. Uh, but you don't want to let negativity consume you every day because um, that could be emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that you brought up the workplace because like, I'm finally in a position where uh, my colleagues aren't toxic or like negative. I'm not like constantly hearing that all day. But like every other job that I've had, like we've had bad apples that have like completely ruined the culture mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the group. And it like, it always made it hard to go into work every day and constantly listen to that negativity and have that negative energy around me. Like it's, it's so consuming. And I really had to learn how to block out that energy because it was not good for my mental health at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes it really difficult when you don't have, like, you're getting up in the morning, you're, like, doing your best you can in your job, and then to to be exposed to, you know, someone that's impacting your mental health. Yeah, and, and, and another thing to add is, you know, always try to try to be present and, and don't, like, don't fear, don't fear the future, don't think about the past too much, always mm -hmm. try to be grateful and thankful for what's in front of you. Yeah. I think that's important um yeah and surrounding yourself with positive friends and and family and um and 
and cut and cutting people out who aren't who are toxic. You know, I, I've had elementary school, high school, college, after college. I've had people, friends who were toxic for me. I, I no longer see them, and, mm -hmm. and that's been very better for my mental health. Mm -hmm. In college, I had when I, I had friends who you know used to take advantage of me, use me for because of my nice kindness, and coworkers do that too. Uh, a couple coworkers, and um, and I mean that that's part of in even elementary school uh, as well. I've I've experienced that like being left out and being not being accepted, not belonging in a group. And, and, and so I think that's another important aspect of, of dealing with, of trying to is boundaries. Mm -hmm. Oh, boundaries are so important. Yeah. I found that uh, for someone who never had boundaries learning in the last like couple of years to, um, implement them and stand by them has been really difficult, mm -hmm. but so, um, so effective in supporting my own mental wellness and like regulating, um, being able to better regulate my emotions because my boundaries aren't constantly being crossed and my emotions aren't constantly uh, being triggered and, and, um, yeah, boundaries, boundaries are such a difficult thing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. to implement yeah it's like so important especially when you have anxiety because I know like a lot of people with anxiety are people pleasers mm -hmm. and like you just want to be liked and mm -hmm. you're a yes sayer and mm -hmm. you don't want to disappoint and you have a lack of boundaries and people mm -hmm. would take advantage of you like well, and, you that, and that's yeah I agree and that's that's one thing too I've struggled with growing up too is you know, pleasing people, mm -hmm. always being saying yes, and and you know, because yeah, when you struggle anxiety, you you, you do want to, you do try to get people mm -hmm. to like you, and but that's where yeah, that's where I mean, that's it's it's not it's not really it's not the person's fault. It's part of it's just the thoughts that mm -hmm. it comes along with having. Well, especially generalized anxiety disorder or social anxiety. And that's where having a therapist can help you guide through those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. I don't know. I would, I, you know, and I would, I, I would, I would add to, you know, I don't be afraid to, to cut, to cut out toxic people in life. You know, you're not, you're not doing it to be mean. You're doing it for your own mental health and wellness. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. life is too short to surround yourself with negativity all the time. Even if it's, you know, from your own families, you know, family, just because their blood doesn't mean they get a pass and how they treat you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so, you know, uh, focusing on, on your mental and well-being, your physical well-being, your emotional well-being, spiritual, spiritual health, um, focusing on that for yourself, it's not doing it in a, you're not being selfish. You're doing mm -hmm. it for your own health. Cause once you're healthy in all those ways and, then be that reflects on other that reflects in other areas in other of areas of your life yes. yeah. yeah well it's like put on your own life vest or like your own oxygen before yeah correct you yes. help someone else yeah. right like yeah. how do you show up for other people in the best yes. way possible you like do what's good for yourself first yeah. and serve yourself yeah. and then you can serve others but yeah that's true like about like the airplanes like yeah. right when they say put on uh 
if you can't breathe, they say put on the oxygen mask first before you help others. Yeah. This thing, things to do with setting boundaries and being comfortable with it is trusting yourself, like having that like self-trust and knowing that you are doing what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And, um, really kind of like stepping up for yourself and like I said like it's gonna feel awkward at first especially if you've been a people pleaser and you always want to make people happy but I think sometimes when you've been used to making people happy you forget about making yourself happy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that really does contribute to a lot of the anxiety because you're not aligned with yourself yep um, you, you're never going to make everyone happy. Correct. Yeah. You're never going to make other people happy. It's not your responsibility to make other people happy. So, yeah. um, focus on making yourself happy and as uncomfortable as setting those boundaries and saying no are going to be at first, especially if it's, you know, friends you've had for a long time or like family members, it is worth it. And, um, you know, the, the people that are, are, like have the most respect for you, they're going to respect those boundaries. Yeah. And like the people that care for you, they're going to maybe not right away, but eventually they'll realize like, okay, like mm-hmm. this is, this is necessary. And that's where having, that's where having self-love is for yourself is important in, in helping you to get those boundaries and have those healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Standing in like your own truth and yeah, in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one to learn though. <laughs> That takes a lot of practice. Self-trust? Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, when you've been raised in a family that, like, you're supposed to, like, follow the rules and, like, trust the decisions of your parents. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to make your own decisions and, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. be confident in the decisions mm-hmm. you've made and, like, who yes. you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different dynamics that have, that caused doubt in individuals, right? Like, a right. lot of different relationship, family, mm-hmm. friend dynamics that... Yeah like cause those doubts yeah do you ever experience gaslighting <laughs> like like significant yeah yeah, yeah. causes self-doubt so yeah but um know to like step into your own truth and, and be aligned with who you are and know that like you're doing the best mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and always be kind to yourself always be gentle to yourself mm-hmm. and, and always be kind to others because you don't know what battle mm-hmm. they're going through mm-hmm. yes Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, always be kind, loving and caring, empathetic and thoughtful mm-hmm. towards others and, and helpful and in, in any way you can. And, uh, that's, that's important because everyone has their own struggles in life yeah. and yeah, you don't know what someone's battling. You yeah. don't know how they're dealing. Oh with yeah. It. How they're no. dealing with it. And that's why being open with people, with your close friends and family is important. So you yeah, know, they can help guide you and, and um, I mean that, that's the other problem too. I think with with today's generation is, um, well, like on Facebook, for example, you, people aren't being. People are just sharing the good stuff. They're not yeah, they're sharing. Hiding. They're hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the real, the real selves because you know they're trying to please others, and yeah. I think that's that contributes to the problem with mental health is. Is is social media like that? Yeah. yeah. For that reason, you're comparing like you at your worst day versus someone at their best day, and like yes. that's what they're sharing is their best day. They're not sharing their worst day. Like you have no idea what they're going through, but all you're seeing mm-hmm. is like this one great thing that's happening. Right, because you're, comp- you're comparing, com- mm-hmm. and you're com- and mm-hmm. because social media, you're competing for likes. You know, mm-hmm. no one's gonna like if you share something negative, negative, or yeah, sad, or you're sad, or you're 
depressed or you're angry or you're annoyed with something, right? And which is unfortunate because those are normal feelings in life. Yeah. yeah. I actually do like that like Facebook updated um the like status, you know, for like care or yes. like crying or angry yeah. because it's like if someone's sharing like um I just got into a car accident today and you're like liking it, like it feels <laughs> weird. Yeah. Like, oh, great for you, but yeah. like yeah. Right, right. Yeah, like Instagram hasn't really like caught up yeah mm -hmm. with facebook in that way like you're just you're liking what's positive yeah yeah it's very true too um i think i want to go back to what you said about um understanding that um like being kind to everyone because you never know where they're coming from that's um like as an educator that's one thing that i've always tried to keep in mind like you have students coming in from to, like everyone's got a different home life everyone's got a different experience um so understanding that you don't know what they're coming in with mm -hmm. to like always lead from that place of of compassion and i appreciate i think kids are getting a lot more open now i appreciate when they, like, they'll come in and be like miss I'm just having a bad day i'm not having it today <laughs> yep. and you're like okay thanks for telling me what's going on do you want to talk about it nope okay that's fine thanks for letting me know but um, in some ways, like some of them are becoming a lot more open and, and knowing that like school is a place where, where they can, um, they can kind of like open up about that and even just share the, and even just share their feelings and say like, I'm not having a good day. Not, not even needing to talk about it, but even just being able to say like, I'm not having a good day today, I think is a big step and like a big step for, for, um, a lot of people mm -hmm. like even if you're not talking about it just acknowledging those emotions i know i'm not a morning person and if i've ever had to overnight with someone and like traveling or whatever and haven't had a good night's sleep <laughs> i'll normally wake up and be like I just i'm just really grumpy right now <laughs> well, and, and, i'm just feeling grumpy <laughs> and i'll say uh, even connecting with your spiritual self and like if you if you believe in god praying can, mm -hmm. is, it can help mm -hmm. too uh uh with uh dealing with anxiety yeah and prayer is a form of meditation and i think that's one thing that we don't realize and it was really yoga meditation that um we were raised catholic nicole night and yoga meditation that allowed me to look at uh my religious beliefs mm -hmm in a completely different way yeah. it made me respect them in a completely different way and i was like oh prayer is just meditation because you have the same prayers you say over and over again you yep. say them collectively it's like a group om like yep. and and again like not that's not to um equate spirituality with religion um you know they can be one and the same they can be completely different it depends on your perspective but mm -hmm. yeah like prayer is beautiful meditation is beautiful they both like serve the same purpose different yep. purposes yep. like but yeah it's it's so important to um to connect with that as well and and if and if it's if it's church if it's um you know any kind of uh religious practice that really allows you to to connect with yourself connect with others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um then that's that's a beautiful thing and that's definitely a practice that that you should uh engage with and keep up with mm -hmm. yeah like personally i like stopped going to church for probably like 10 years and then found my way back there still not really feeling like I could identify with the religious practice mm -hmm. but that was me going back to church after learning about yoga and meditation mm -hmm. and reflection 
and yeah, like sitting in a pew in a pew and taking that time to reflect. I'm like, oh, okay. I like I understand yeah, yeah. this more. And I understand that it's not like solely a religious prayer. It's a time for reflection. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I enjoy going to mass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a going to mass is peaceful peaceful and it gives you time to reflect for that hour of the day and 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 to connect with God and, and your spirituality. And that also is important in, in helping with in with mental well-being and mental health. Um and yeah, and just realizing that uh we're, everyone's here for a purpose and and you know, life is too short to 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 live to not be your healthiest self and mm-hmm. to live to enjoy to live life the fullest and enjoy every day, you know. For what it is. Yes. Yeah. I know for me going on this spiritual journey, this healing journey, and comparing myself now to who I was a year ago, two years ago, ten years ago, whatever. I'm like, wow, I wish I would have come to this sooner. And it was my experiences really that brought me here. But I wish I would have come to this sooner because I'm sad that I was living and feeling like this for so long. Mm -hmm. And to have that realization, to have the outlets that I do now, to have the support systems and like the people in my life that I do now makes me so grateful. But Mm -hmm. and I like so much. I, and, and that's partially why, and I've talked to Nicole about this, partially why I feel so strongly about doing this podcast and, and reaching out to other people. And even if we just help one more person is because like realizing how important all these things are and how life-changing they are and how we don't have to be like prisoners to mm-hmm. our own struggles, which is kind of, I mean, having like looking back at my own struggles with anxiety without realizing I had anxiety I'm like, wow, I was really a prisoner to it because it was like this, I was constantly just in my head, mm-hmm. constantly like worrying about the, the the future, constantly worrying about like things that I had said in the past, like situations. That you have no control over. That you have yeah. no control over. And you're literally a prisoner to the things you have no control over. So realizing that, it, kind of like just uh, separating yourself from needing to have that control and practicing all these other things, it's just made such a difference. And and that's why I'm so passionate about this and, and you know, wanting to, to like spread the good news and like help other people because it's, it, it's made such an impact mm-hmm. for my life. And I just want to like run through the streets and be like, Hey, no, <laughs> journal, do this, do that. It helps. I, I agree. As a, as a listener of, of the, the podcast, I love your podcast. It's a very positive uh, Thanks, thing Justin. to listen to and uh, <laughs> my mom is the same way she loves listening to these type of podcasts and she's also a big Oprah fan so you know oh. <laughs> she used to love she used to love watching Super Slow Sunday or every Sunday yeah. morning so uh, it, 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 my mom actually has always been a big support as well she's always implemented like surrounding yourself with positive people and listening to positive things like podcasts and talk shows like Oprah and, and all that. That's mm. awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, so just before we wrap up here, any, is there any final advice that um, you'd want to give to our listeners who are perhaps struggling with their mental health and mental wellness? 
Yeah, I would say uh, don't be afraid to to reach out to family or friends if you're struggling and to seek professional help. Uh, and I think it's important to do that. Uh, nothing to be judged or ashamed or, or be embarrassed about. It's uh, it's you're doing it for yourself. So, mm -hmm. yeah, nothing to be scared of or fear or uh, you shouldn't care what other people think about just because you have you're seeing someone to for your mental well-being it's not something you need to it's not something you should be ashamed or fear of because uh, just remember everyone goes through goes through struggles and uh and if you're seeking help for that i think it just shows it shows strength it shows strength yes yeah, yeah. And you don't think you have yeah. it strength and courage yeah. and it shows you know, you care about yourself. And asking for help is not weakness. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's not weakness. And I think we need to, our society tells us that it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we need to reprogram our thinking. Like it is, it takes a lot of strength to yes. ask for help. Yeah. yeah. It really, really does. And like use your support systems. Like you said, use those those people who are there to to help you and surround yourself with positive people yep. and build yep. yourself a hype squad, yes. <laughs> even if it's one person <laughs> <laughs> yep. or even if it's, you know, maybe if you don't have those people around you, like, and you are, I know we said disconnect from social media, but you know, maybe find that one person or that one page on social media. That's, that's always posting, um, you know, positive, positive. inspirational and, affirmations every day. And for me, like, uh, I don't, I, I've, I've grown up in a house where, you know, I've always, I always like to tell friends and family, I love you sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think it's always important to tell people how you feel about them mm -hmm. and say how much you care about them because mm -hmm. it, life is too short, you know, yeah. and you could be healthy and the next day you can get into a car accident mm -hmm. or you can get hit by a car or, or, or you could just, you can have a heart attack suddenly. So mm -hmm. you never know. That's why you shouldn't take life for granted and you should just, tell people how you feel and how much you love them, how you care about them. And I've always been raised like that in an Italian family, <laughs> um, always welcoming people. And, and I think that's also important as well. And I think that's so important for the other people too, because I think sometimes we get, we just assume people know how we feel about them. Yeah. And I think it makes such a difference when you say, thank you for doing that. I appreciate you. I love you. Yeah. Like, yeah. and for someone else to hear that, like that can mean a world of difference. Correct. Yes. To their day. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We You're really very welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story, your experiences with us. So if listeners would like to connect with you, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram, uh, Jay Urcioli, U-R-C-I-U-O-L-I, uh, uh, 21 is my uh, Instagram. Suitable for any, if you, any friendly advice. Uh, I'm always, I always love to help people. So, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for offering that. And thank yeah. you for having me on the podcast. It's been thank very you. enjoyable. I'd love to come on again and talk other topics with you yeah, guys. Yeah, we would <laughs> love to have you back on. It's been a great conversation. So oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll continue long past this. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thanks for being part of our hype squad, Justin. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, listeners. That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. 
Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials, on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing, or on TikTok at sisterhood of healing. We love to hear from you, so please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.